you know who's ridiculous? Mick Jagger. I mean, he was in Atlanta recently and, um, you know, maybe some of it was just publicity, but he was still going around like drinking a beer around town and like eating fried chicken and stuff. And I'm like, you're so old. You Man. just had a kid a few years ago. I don't have that much energy now. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to play a show tonight. And I'm like, right, right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Psychoactivision Presents. I'm your host, Peter Strickland, and we've got a wonderful interview for you today. Before we get started, I did want to ask you, if you're watching on YouTube, to like this video, subscribe to our channel. We've got a lot of great content, not just this podcast, but also visuals and all things like that. Um, Also, if you're listening on Spotify or Google Podcasts or uh, Apple Podcasts, then please rate and review us. That would be really awesome, and it doesn't take that much time, so thank you. For today's episode, uh, I've got um, someone who's been in several bands in Atlanta over the past several years. Um, he's a, a wonderful, you know, a, a wonderful friend of mine, and I just have really enjoyed getting to know him this past year. Keegan Crow. Hello. We got Keegan me. Crow here. My name's Keegan. I play music. It's yeah, nice to have uh, I play guitar in the band called uh, World's Greatest Dad. Before that, I played bass in Kilroy Cobra and The Night Shift, um, and I worked at or interned at Maze Studios in Atlanta for a year and a half, two years. Nice. Yeah. I did, I, uh, go ahead and promote, you know, um, yeah. if you had like where people can find, you know, on social media or if there's like an album or uh, a show coming up or anything like that yeah. that you want to promote. So my Instagram is at Keegan Crow, K-E-G-A-N-K-R-O. Um, we'll have it on the bottom of the screen for everybody to see. Lower third. Yeah. Um, Feel free to follow me there. Uh, the band, World's Greatest Dad, is WGD Band uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Definitely follow us there. We don't have any shows coming up right now. We've been spending the last like two years working and recording an album, um, and we're going into the studio next month to like, we're giving ourselves a week to actually go in the studio and just finish everything. And we'll be putting that out this year. Um, in lieu of any shows or like a record or anything, I do want to promote. Um, over the pandemic, our bassist Jose started a coffee roastery called Ace of Cups, where he roasts his own coffee and it's delicious coffee. I should have actually brought you some now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maddie, our singer, built a coffee cart and has joined the company and they're doing events. So if you need a coffee cart or any delicious coffee for an event, hit them up, Ace of Cups. And that's Ace of Cups on social media and all that. I believe I follow them and I like the branding and everything. I haven't yeah. tried the coffee yet. but The branding is great. They actually, uh, Joshua Noom is who did the... Uh, like bag design mm-hmm. and he just recently did the d- new designs for Old Spice and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. I think he's local to either Atlanta or Birmingham too, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, so definitely check it out. And then if you like this, if you like me, I also record bands. So hit me up on nice. Instagram or whatever. Awesome. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, you know, I just wanted to kind of give you an opportunity to promote things. I feel like it's good to kind of bookend it at you know, sure. yeah. beginning and end. Um, but I wanted to have you on today just because I know a little bit about your background as a musician in Atlanta, but um, I you know, want to know more details, kind of get into some stories and things like that. So let's start with just where are you from originally and how did you get started playing music? Cool. Um, I grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta, uh, like Roswell, Alpharetta area, Crabapple. Um, when I was 10, me and my buddies were all like, this was kindergarten, not, not kindergarten, sorry, fifth grade. 
very different. <laughs> when I was 10, me and my buddies were big fans of like Blink-182. Mm -hmm. So we really wanted to start a band. And so for Christmas, we all convinced our parents to give us an instrument. I got a bass. Uh, my buddy Spencer got a guitar and my buddy Bryce got a drum set. And we just tried to make like really bad Blink-182 songs for a while. <laughs> uh and then from there i stayed trying to like be in bands um all through i mean until now but in high school i met tommy who you know um killer cobra now mm -hmm. and we started a band well they had a band actually called otm uh and i joined that on bass and then was in that band for like five years through college and stuff nice. and that was a lot of fun um it ended up being me tommy michael fernando it was like the four of us uh michael I was roommates with until like six months ago. Uh, Fernando went to Berkeley uh, Music School in Boston. Uh, but then that band kind of didn't work out. I didn't have a band for like six months uh, in like 2014. Um, and I put up a Craigslist ad. <laughs> and <laughs> nice, I was like, hey, yeah. I play bass. I like these bands. Anybody need a bassist? Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I met Anthony Prince, who had a band called The Night Shift. Uh, and I, met up at their place played bass like just jammed together and it like all gelled and that worked really cool uh the drummer at the time was tom he's an amazing drummer he like wanted to be Stuart copeland and like was good at trying to be Stuart copeland mm -hmm. really a great drummer and i was in that band for like five years or so um during that time i also tommy started another band killing mm -hmm. cobra um and they at some point needed a bassist, so I like filled in for a show and then filled in for another show and then just kept filling in mm -hmm. for shows. Basically was a member at that point uh, until the band uh, ended up breaking up. And also at that time, the Night Shift played a show with World's Greatest Dad and I like fell in love with the music and was like, just became friends with them over like a few shows. I still have a poster that's like, Smith's Old Bar, like Night Shift, uh, The Alarms, World's Greatest Dad, um, and another band. Um, and yeah, eventually Maddie like made a Facebook post saying like, hey, does anybody know, does anybody play guitar? I need a guitarist. Mm -hmm. um, and I had played bass in bands uh, for years, but I also played guitar just on the side for fun. And I was like, fuck it, I'll, for fun, I'll join this band because I really, really like their music. Mm -hmm. And now that's been the most like, successful thing that I've done um, and it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun that's awesome yeah um, I want to ask you a lot of questions there's a I mean you did a good job of um, you know kind of putting it all in a nutshell I guess um, I mean that, that was a really you know just good summary of like your history over the sure, past yeah, few yeah. years first off this is kind of, um, I'll probably jump around yeah. but uh, Kilroy Cobra was a uh, kind of like a fluid in terms of members right absolutely yeah so I mean it seems like it was mostly just Tommy was the main yeah Tommy um I think they I think they only had one record out but Tommy like wrote and more or less recorded the demos for that entire record by himself at some <laughs> point and then like didn't release it but like made found a band and like found members and stuff and then recorded it as a band and okay. then released it are you actually... talking about man of the world the yes. final yeah. like, record yeah, yeah. okay gotcha. yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Which I love that album. I um, yeah. It's actually kind of funny because uh, before you and I ever knew each other, back in 2019, I was trying to, uh, you know, get gigs doing video for yeah. bands and everything. And I messaged Kilroy Cobra uh, on Instagram um, the day after the final show because I didn't read their full oh, post yeah. that said that was the final show. And so then, yeah. and so I got a message back that said, 
hey, like, you know, th- yeah. th- thank you basically for reaching out, but we just play our last show. Yeah. So like, you know. And that last show, like because it was such a revolving door of musicians, that last show was so special because like every other song, somebody would switch out. Like we had a lot of members come and play mm-hmm. that last show and it was a really special moment. Um, but yeah, Killer Cobra is dope. They also made a movie to that record. I don't know if you knew that. But I was like, going to say, I've only yeah. seen a couple of the, of, of the videos, but yeah. it's like a whole visual album. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's, it's still on YouTube. Yeah. I was very impressed by it because it's just, it was obviously, I mean, I have no idea. Uh, there were some parts of it where I was like, this is a movie. It literally is a movie. I mean, yeah. it, 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 yeah. it, it just felt, you know, very cinematic. It, it didn't feel quite as much like a music video yeah. even, you know? Tommy definitely thinks in terms like that. I know he like, uh, he didn't go to SCAD, but he got like a screenplay, uh, yeah, screenplay scholarship. Mm-hmm. Uh, to scat at one point uh, so he definitely thinks in terms of that and like mm-hmm. is very like how is this gonna look how does this song make you feel what colors does this song make you think yeah of? and stuff like that it was it's really cool like yeah my favorite i think i think it's called still life um mm-hmm. from that album mm-hmm. was my favorite because it's very like kind of slow and groovy yeah. um there's a really good bass line and everything it's it, it just uh that one always kind of stuck with me yeah. it's been a minute since i've like even heard those songs actually mm-hmm I remember one of the, I think it was the second show that I filled in for. We played a show in Savannah, Georgia. Um, I don't remember the name of the place, but it was like a vintage like clothing store in the front and they had a stage in the back. And like we played the show. Uh, One of the bands that played was Partials from Athens, which they're amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But another band that we were playing with from Savannah had a saxophonist. So like they came up and like played with us for one song. And like there's still a video of it somewhere. I just, it's a good memory. Nice. (laughs) That's awesome. Fun time. Um, well, uh, I guess let's kind of uh, backtrack a little bit. Then yeah. I, I I watched a couple videos of the uh, the studio sessions that that you did with Night Shift, and it was kind of funny because um, I, I actually one of the questions I was going to ask you originally was what would, what was your role in Kilroy and Kilroy Cobra, but you answered it by saying you know you played bass, um, yeah. but but it wasn't obvious <laughs> to me uh, just ba- because there wasn't like uh, I couldn't find online like a list of who right, was in the band right, or something like right. that. You know? That's that's a, yeah, it's a fair like. That's a fair thing to wonder, yeah. yeah. But I guess my, my point is, uh, watching the uh, the videos on uh, of the of the, uh, the studio sessions that you mm-hmm. did with the Night Shift, that was kind of my first time when I was like, oh, he plays bass. Because I, I only knew that you played guitar in, World, right. in World's Greatest Dad, so it's kind of funny to know that you started with bass and yeah. then, you know. Yeah, I mean, I started playing bass since uh, when I was 10, and then for my 16th birthday, I got a guitar. And- mm-hmm. Uh, even before that, actually, when I was six, my parents gave me an acoustic guitar and I was like too small to like really yeah. use it. Um, but I've always kind of played both. Um, always been more comfortable on bass until really just like three years ago, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, Worst Greatest Dad is the first band that I played guitar in and I definitely learned a lot very quickly and like spent a lot of time practicing um, and kind of got it up to speed. But also like that, like, that type of music it's almost more endearing if the guitar is not like show offy and stuff. You know what I mean? Like as long as the part's catchy and it's played well mm-hmm. enough, like you're fine. Um, it would be very out of place if you were to be shredding or something. Yeah, you know? it'd be terrible. <laughs> um, how would you? I mean, it, there's some people who really don't like conversations like this, but I, sure. I love talking about genre um, sure. because because we live in a postmodern world where genre is just a mixture of so many different things. Yeah. Um, how do how do you how do you describe if someone was like well you know because for example world's greatest dad that to me when I first heard the name I was mm-hmm. like 
it sounds like a goofy indie band. And when I say when I say goofy, I, d- I don't mean that in a negative way. No, yeah, I mean yeah. that like it's a fun name. Yeah. And, and, it, and it reminds me of, you know, there's the comedy, the movie, which I think y'all reference on your Instagram saying like, so I've never We're seen not the, the movie. movie or something like yeah. that. I mean, I've only seen, I think, maybe a scene from it or something. Yeah. But it's, it's like a... The name has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. I, I don't know why Maddie chose it. I want to say she, like, was driving one day and saw it on a billboard or something and just thought it would be a good nice. band name. Like, it's definitely a goofy name. And, like, we're definitely, like, goofy people. We take the music and stuff very seriously, obviously. And, like, we work yeah. hard. But, like, we don't take ourselves too seriously or at least try not to um i think that's what i gathered from it yeah 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 i like that also i love like to me the perfect band name is something you can say once to a person and they hear it and then they remember it like it's not like like world's greatest dad it's a phrase you've seen a million times on like t-shirts and coffee mugs and Mm -hmm. stuff and like hopefully you remember it and it is a little funny and hopefully that makes you remember it as well yeah people always ask like oh is there a dad in the band and then i I say no and then they laugh again and like it's it's great well i mean um one of my uh one of my best friends uh from growing up he's in a band called lady legs and it's four guys so i mean (laughs) i think it's a pretty good name yeah um but you know it's i think like i said we, we we're in an era where band names are it it doesn't really you know like i remember the first time i heard uh someone say they were going to a snarky puppy concert. And I was like, oh, so that must be... What is that? Again, I was like, a goofy indie band. Because that's what I... Because I guess, you know, like when I say goofy indie bands, like there's a a band called Shred Flintstone. You know, things like that where... I I mean, no, and and I'm not hating on any of these. I love them. No, not at all. No, no, I don't think you are. They're great. I just, um, I haven't heard these and they're great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think there's, there's, well, there's like a, there's a band. This is not really like a fun, it's kind of funny, uh, called Acid Dad. Sure. You know, that one's just kind of. There's all, there's a lot of dad bands, like bands with the, the name dad in it. Dad culture dad. is popular now. Yeah. I mean, just like tucking yeah. in your shirt, uh, t- t- tucking in your t-shirt or like, I don't know, wearing a, a out of date New Balances or yeah, something. Yeah, for sure. It's actually kind of weird because like my last year of college or so, uh, a lot of like guys were starting to wear like tube socks again, and I, yeah. like white tube socks. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. I think you were talking about genre at one point, right? Was that yeah. what was the what was the question? Sorry, sorry. yeah, we got off. Um, but uh, which I'm terrible about. So like I same this this will be interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how how do you describe World's Greatest Dad as in genre oh, okay. to people who want to know what it sounds like? So it depends who I'm talking to. Um, I'm not good at describing anything but if i'm talking to like somebody that knows those type of bands i'll be like it's like a emo diy thing um and when i say emo i don't mean like like hawthorne heights or like the U's. i mean like like the hotelier or something like that Mm -hmm. um if i'm talking to somebody who like doesn't know anything about that i'll be like it's like an indie alternative thing or i'll be like and this is not correct, but I'll be like, yeah, it's kind of like uh, Jimmy Eat World or the Front Bottoms. And like, they'll know Jimmy Eat World and they'll go like, oh, okay, cool. Like, just it's just guitar music yeah, with like emotional lyrics. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it because like, I would agree that um, putting a label like emo on it is kind of difficult just because I immediately also think of Hawthorne Heights or yeah. Dashboard Confessional, you Which, know? Which like, it's, emo is painfully correct. You know what I mean? Um, it is like the the like yeah. it's like gushing. It's saturated in emo. You yeah, know? and like it's it's coming back for sure. But like when you say that to just like if I'm bartending and somebody asks me that I'm like, and I say that, then they think, you know, they think Hawthorne Heights or something, which mm-hmm. also isn't wrong to think. But like it's not what I mean. 
the word has kind of changed in the last like 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like there is a distinction between like a band like Hawthorne Heights screams they're, they're the, the the lyrics are you know often about self harm or they're kind of extreme in that way. Yeah. When I listen to like World's Greatest Dad, I, I I feel like you know emotional pain, but it's not to that indulgent level yeah, that, that not, it feels uh, silly. It's not as dramatic. It's for lack of a better word, a little grow, more grown up, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, like, between, I don't know, what was that, 2005 when, like, those bands were happening? And, like, now, like, mental health is such a bigger discussion where, mm-hmm. like, we can now, like, unpack these issues, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it, it's really funny looking back on, I'm sure you can relate in some way. I think oh, yeah. there's so many people these days who are, like, man, 15 years ago I listened to, like, some bands that I look back on and I'm, like, the music was just not good. But yeah. So one of my, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm not someone who just wants to hate on music, but uh, in any, any type of music because yeah. I, I've enjoyed all of it at some point. Yeah. But a band that I used to love when I was in eighth grade was Senses Fail. Yeah. And, yeah. And they're super screamo, emo, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And um, I went back and listened recently to some of the, I was, I'm kind of worried about how, yeah. where I was in eighth grade because yeah. every song was about him being an alcoholic and how he got it from his dad and his dad left him and, yeah. and, and, and like he... He hates this woman because she reminds him of his mom or so, you know, something like that. A certain amount of songs are about like hating this woman and like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Some, of the, some of the lyrics are a little questionable, but like I definitely listened to that back in the day. You know what I mean? Um, and the thing is, like, there's a time and place for it, but there's a reason why, you know, Census Fail isn't selling like they used to. I mean, like it, sure, it, it yeah. kind of was an era when that was really popular. And but, but it's kind of crazy when you think of bands like that. Go look it up on Spotify. Like any random band from back then, they're probably still making albums. And then you're oh, like, yeah, no, they are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I it, mean, that's what they do. After a certain point, like, what else are you gonna do? You either stop completely and like get into real estate or something, which no shame on. But I like, feel like, like I would, I feel like I would be maybe try to change directions or like yeah. start a new band. You know, because yeah, I feel I will, like yeah, some some people have done that. Like the singer for Yellow Card, for example, goes mm-hmm. by his name now and like doesn't do anything with yellow card um but yeah like i I don't know i think i think there's this weird like expectation for like bands to go away sometimes like i'm in a band and i don't want to stop doing it maybe that'll be different in 20 years but like i think i think here's more my point yeah there are bands that can keep making music for 20 years and like stay relevant and yeah, and, and, and people love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's you know like a I'll pick on someone from hip hop for a minute. Lil Wayne used to be amazing. He's awful now. Like yeah. it's it's just like he had a time and place when he was like you know really yeah, on top of his game. That's also like kind of the the question then like was it is it that they're not good now or is it just like the world has changed around them and like that music isn't relevant at all anymore and like that's just they just did that and the world happened to notice yeah i i i, I think it's a bit of both yeah. i mean just because like for it's, example with, with lil wayne this is yeah. i mean we're talking about lil wayne now but sure. um he uh he had a song on the carter three mm. that was about hurricane katrina mm. and he actually throughout the whole song stayed on the subject of New Orleans, Hurricane mm-hmm. Katrina, and the suffering and everything. Never since that song have I heard him be able to make a song that's coherent about one subject. Oh, and, man. And, and I think that's that's, what my, that's more of my point. Yeah. Is like His rap at some point, like, and, I, and I'm not saying every song has to be meaningful like that, 
but he was able to make like all these different styles of hip hop, like party yeah. stuff and the more um, profound stuff behind it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then uh, you know, um, I don't know. Anyway, we can uh, As, uh, just on, aside on that. Have you ever noticed how like when someone gets famous, like nine times out of ten, they just keep like the same wardrobe throughout the rest of their life. Like if you look at My Michael Jordan today, like he's still got like the same outfit on they had in the 90s. Like, yeah. Because that's what, that it worked for him. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like it's a similar thing. I don't know. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I totally get what you're saying. It's, uh, it's a little sad sometimes too when uh, like the, the main people I'm thinking of are like uh, hair metal bands. When, oh, because yeah. some of the glam stuff, like, okay, the thing is, if you're a young person wearing the glam stuff looks great, but when you're like 50, 60, 70, yeah. I mean, I mean, every now and there's someone who can get away with it. Like I, I've heard that Kiss is still great to see live. Sure. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, I think at a certain point you're like, Alice Cooper needs to stop dyeing his hair black and you know. Sure, yeah. You get like, uh, what's his name? Brett Michaels, who just has like the bigger and bigger bandana. Yeah. You know what I mean? People get old. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not hating on that. I no, guess I, I don't think you are. I don't think yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah. I just I, think that's like the end cap to it. Like it, like you got to either like accept the change and move on, or like you know, you know who's ridiculous? Mick Jagger. I mean, he was in Atlanta recently, and um, he I saw videos of him and everything, and I'm like, and then he, you know, maybe some of it was just publicity, but he was still going around like drinking a beer around town and like eating fried chicken and stuff, and I'm like, you're like. You're so old. You Man. just had a kid a few years ago. I don't have that much energy now. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to play a show tonight. And I'm like... Right, right. Yeah. He went to the Claremont Lounge while he was in town. Yeah. Talked about that on stage. I wonder how much of that is just like Mick Jagger doesn't have to worry about normal people problems. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you heard the John Mulaney bit about uh, about that when he, he was talking about how he met Mick Jagger when he was uh, working on SNL oh, and yeah. Mick Jagger was a like, the, a, like a guest Diet Coke yeah yeah not funny like exactly. that whole thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean it's just people it's like he said uh, in that bit it's people when people ask you like oh is that person is that celebrity nice it's like for who they are <laughs> right I right. guess but you know I mean there are a few people I'm sure that you genuinely could guarantee were uh, probably like nice when you met them in person have you yeah. met here's a fun question yeah. Have you met any musicians either like at work or, um, you know, at a, a concert or something like that mm -hmm. in Atlanta or otherwise? Have you met anyone that you kind of looked up to? Yeah, I mean, um, we, uh, we opened for the used uh, at the at Bucket Theater a few years ago, I think 2018. You told me that and um, I remember shooting yeah. myself when you told me it that. Was, That's it awesome. was great. Um, it was kind of a last minute thing. I think uh, they didn't have an opener or something. We just hopped on and super grateful, super fun show. Awesome. But uh their singer, like, uh, I guess sent somebody to our merch booth without us noticing and, like, bought a shirt and we didn't notice. So, like, in the middle of their set, he's like, I want to talk about my new favorite band and, like, pulls off a shirt and he's wearing one of our shirts. And that's I was like, awesome. that's, that's fucking cool. Yeah. We met him, like, like uh, for a little bit um, before that, too. And he just, like, gave us a high five and was like, thanks for hopping on the show. And we were like, are you kidding me? Thank you for having us. Um, yeah. That's one of those bands that, like, I listened to a lot uh, when I was younger. And it was really cool to do that. Um, we yeah we've we've like run into some bands that are bigger that have been super nice. Like uh, we opened for the One Years once, and uh, Dan Campbell, Soupy, mm. nickname, uh, made made a point to like come over and like introduce himself and like say hi to us, which he did not have to do. Other than that, too, I've met like people at work 
like I worked next to center stage, worked at this pizza place. Um, and I definitely met a lot of bands that way. Uh, met Imagine Dragons once, but they, <laughs> they weren't as nice. They just wanted to get their food and get out of there, which I understand. Um, yeah. The singer like ordered and then left the building and then came back when his food was ready. And it was like kind of strange, but like the guitarist was really nice, the wait staff. Uh, also working at that place, I uh, met Killer Mike. Um, he came in just to eat and he like ordered a full meal. I think it was him and his wife and they ate the meal, like the meal ordered another full meal and then afterwards we're still super stoked and killer mike like walked in the kitchen and handed everybody a 20 dollar bill <laughs> like yeah that's pretty nice that's, yeah i mean that's a. Uh... so wait did you technically meet killer mike then yeah i mean, I mean yeah he I, you I a 20 dollar bill well no i took his order and like like waited on him the entire time he was there he was like super cool mm-hmm. um i remember in high school i like my buddy uh I think I'm losing sight of the question now again, but in, in high school, my buddy won like a meet and greet with KG Elephant and like their meet and greet was paintball. So we played paintball with KG Elephant. Oh, that's awesome. And like, that was a super sick day too. Like, um, yeah, I, I've got, I've gotten lucky with meeting people that I like at the time was like super into and like most of the time there are other stories, but like most of the time, like everyone's lived up to my expectation. Mm-hmm um which they have they don't need to do like they're human <laughs> we're all just people um yeah 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 but it was always a pleasant experience that's nice yeah so for me i don't really know what i used to work at a place and uh it was near buckhead theater it was right mm. down the street and um there were bands that would come in and sometimes you could just tell that somebody was in a band because they looked really out of place because it was buckhead and uh it just kind of like they'd I don't know. I mean, it, the normal clientele there was dressed a certain way, a little more yeah. corporate, and they would come in with like shaggy hair and you know yeah. tattered clothes, and I'd be like, "You're in a band," and I would just ask them like, "What band are you in?" And there's a guy from, uh, is it the Kinks? That's like a modern band, I think, or is yeah. that an old no, band? That's an old band. That's an old band. What is it? There's a band that's like a similar name to that. The Struts. I can't like remember. The new, there's a lot of the bands. I don't, yeah, Never I don't mind. Know. It's something like it's. It, I thought that was a K word, but anyway, I'm I'm fucking it up. Um, the Killers. <laughs> no, it was not someone from The Killers. Right. I can't. It was a, It was a British band. Anyway, The Kooks. I think oh, it was The yeah, Kooks. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe yeah, it was The yeah. Kooks. Okay. There's a guy from The Kooks that came in one time. It was nice. Um, there was a guy from Atreyu that came in, cool. which was interesting. Yeah. I, you know, was like, I don't. I, I, I kind of once he said who he, I was like, I don't, I don't really listen to Atreyu. But I, I didn't say that to him. That's the awkward thing is when you ask someone like, Hey, what band are you in? You have to be pretty confident and just like either knowing or being able to be like cool yeah you know? yeah, exactly yeah, exactly. yeah because if totally. you act at all like you don't we, know we get that a lot on tour because like we're, we're four people who all are wearing black skinny jeans and probably a jean jacket too um yeah. and nobody knows our band like they'll they'll ask us what band and we'll be like oh world's greatest dad and they're like oh yeah i know y'all i heard of y'all um but yeah it's very easy to spot a band for sure like that happened a lot at the pizza place i worked at next to center stage mm-hmm. um Maddie actually is or was a runner for the masquerade. Mm-hmm. So it was her job to like drive an artist around or like pick up food and like catering for an artist. That's and stuff. awesome. So she's got tons of stories about um, all sorts of people, good and bad. Um, one good thing, I'll just like secondhand story. She drove a van for garbage um, and I can't remember her name, but the singer for that band apparently is ridiculously nice and actually still very much cares about um, the music and stuff and the fans and like spent 
as long as she possibly could after the show outside the venue, just talking to fans and stuff. So, That's awesome. Nice little positive story. That's awesome. Um, speaking of uh, kind of like some World's Greatest Dad stuff, yeah. you guys did a tour yeah. back in November, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like November 4th or 5th to December 4th or 5th. Five-week nice. tour. Yeah, which I'm really, 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 really grateful that we got to do um, because it was the first tour we've been able to do since 2019. Um like September 2019 and the world kind of closed again afterwards like around the holidays it was crazy to like look back at everything that happened and uh just I couldn't believe we could do we were able to do it yeah um we uh it was five weeks tour five week tour we had an Atlanta show in the middle of it um so we kind of went out west at first like Birmingham New Orleans over to Austin Texas and then north from there and then came back around to Atlanta and then up the east coast from there and then back down um so it was really cool did you have any uh, particular city or venue that was like, uh, you know, favorite or something like that? I mean, yeah. Um, so this tour in particular was mostly venues. Our last uh, like full U.S. tour, full U.S. tour we did was uh, like a lot of house venues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, since COVID, I was like kind of worried how the house venue, house show scene was. Yeah, I but totally we, I, I yeah. get that. But we played a show in Oklahoma City. And it was actually like a new house venue that just started doing it. And like the kids were like pretty young, but they just were doing everything right already. Like we showed up and they were super like hospitable and like the load in was right like through the garage. Like it was perfect. It was right there. They like had water for us. We were, they stayed at their uh, place too. They had room for us to stay. The show was awesome. Had a bunch of kids come out um, and it was like, in a garage, but still somewhat ventilated, so you didn't have to worry too much about COVID. And like, of course, people were, ma- were wearing masks and stuff. Uh, but that was really refreshing to see mm-hmm. um, that, like, that scene is still there, and also like new things are happening. Yeah. Um, which, again, during COVID, I just I didn't know how it was going to go. I totally get that. Um, it's you know been kind of weird navigating getting back into. I've I've only been to like one big concert um, mm-hmm. since you know everything, and then uh, I've been to like. I went to Star Bar, but you know, I had to show a Vax card, yeah. things like that. Um, well, uh, did you have any, you know, anything you want to share about tour in terms of, I guess, was there like a particularly fun, um, particularly fun night? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, it all just kind of blends together because it's like five weeks of just go, go, go and yeah, like yeah. not a lot of sleep. Tour is kind of a blur. Like you remember everything and nothing at the same time. Um, we played a show in Rochester, New York with our friends, Carpool, um, and they're from Rochester and Buffalo. We played Rochester and Buffalo. Um, but specifically, the Rochester show was at this place called Bug Jar, which like, looks like it would be at home in East Atlanta Village. Like It would go perfectly with 529 and the Earl. Mm. And it was like a sold-out show, and we played. it was one of the nights that we played the full record, uh, Get Well Soon, which we haven't gotten to do a lot. Some of those songs we've only played like two or three times live, mm-hmm. like Liminal Space, the last song. Um, we played the whole record and the crowd was super into it the whole time and it was just such a good feeling almost every night was that good there were a couple nights that were like I was just beat and I was tired Mm -hmm. but overall it was just so uh, reaffirming to be back on the road like there was a point where like I was tired and I was driving the van and I was it was like a four hour drive to the next city and I just like something clicked I was like this feels right like yeah. it's the most cliche cliche thing in the world, but like it feels what my body it feels like what my body should be doing. Yeah. Um 
yeah i like i don't have a specific story just like tour is a blur and i love every moment of it <laughs> that's awesome and, and i totally get that i've never i've never been on a tour as a musician or a videographer or anything but but i from everything i've heard and everything i can just fathom it's just so much travel it's so much you know scrambling to do every little thing and then yeah. you know it's kind of a lot of go and a lot of uh hurry up and wait yeah uh, we're also like pretty uh for lack of a better term responsible on tour like we don't really party that much we like all wake up around eight or nine in the morning and, i mean like, you kind of have to if you yeah. if you i mean otherwise Being, especially in the winter time you're gonna get sick yeah and covid times too yeah um and like being hungover on tour is the absolute it's hell it's just hell we did so the night we had thanksgiving off uh and stayed with uh colleen and uh, abram their partner uh in chicago and the night before thanksgiving we just went out um in chicago we played a show in chicago and then went to a bar and like that was the only night that we really like let loose mm -hmm. like we just got like wasted with our friend joey uh in a in a bar in chicago and had a wonderful time there was a taco bell cantina across the street <laughs> and so got tacos in the night uh but then the next day abram and colleen made this like thanksgiving feast mm -hmm. and it was like the best thanksgiving i've ever had we nice. watched six movies we just relaxed the whole day they were so so nice for hosting us. Um, that definitely sticks out too. So it's like kind of a wholesome story on tour, like not yeah. like rambunctious or whatever, but like the best Thanksgiving I've ever had. That's awesome. Um, there was another thing. On the way to Kansas City, our van power steering went out, which we were driving like 80 on the highway, which to be fair, that's the best time for that to go out because mm -hmm. it's Kansas and you're on the highway and you're going straight. Um, we i was driving and like we at some point found like an auto zone to pull off into so i like very carefully took the exit and like got into the parking lot of auto zone uh and maddie popped the hood and like looked at what was going on and like the tensioner for our belt snapped at some point in that drive and like maddie had to buy a new tensioner for the the van's engine mm -hmm. replace it in the parking lot of the auto zone, auto zone in the middle of kansas she somehow did it, and uh, we made it to the gig that night, like, a minute late for load-in. That is uh, very fortunate. I mean, because yeah. that sounds like y'all were probably pretty anxious that day. Yeah. I mean, luckily, Maddie's a very, like, uh, like handy person mm -hmm. uh, and, like, restored a motorcycle a couple years ago and oh, stuff. That, yeah, so, that's like, the best person you want to have on yeah, tour like, with you, for sure. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Our, um, our, uh, our, but our bassist, Jose, uh, ate an edible that day. It just, <laughs> like, if you looked at him in the back of the van, you wouldn't have thought he even knew that we were stuck <laughs> anywhere. There's a picture of it somewhere, man. I'll nice. send it to you. Nice. Yeah. We haven't talked about this. Do you write any of your own music? Just personally? Yeah. Um, I do to, like, be creative. Um, I, I try to write lyrics, but I don't ever actually put those in any of the songs. Um, I like to get on the laptop and like just pick a tempo and like make a drum track and then record bass onto it and then record guitar onto it and then record lead guitar onto it and just like make layers. Um, I have a lot of fun doing that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would like to ultimately, I guess, produce music. Uh, so that's something I picked up uh, working at Maze. Uh, ben Allen, like, on days that were slow would just be like, all right, we're gonna try and make this type of song and then would build a song. Um, and I thought that was really cool and I have a lot of fun doing it. So I do a lot of that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like 
nothing that I'll probably release, but like just a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> That's just nice to hear that. Um, well, I mean, like I've known uh, it, it. There's nothing bad about this, but because I'm like I'm a drummer, so I basically yeah. just. I really don't write anything. I, I pretty much am just like, oh, what do you want me to? Pl okay, I'll, sure. I'll play. You know, yeah. I'll make a beat for that. And I don't really consider that writing music necessarily. I kind of, it's weird because like, putting a drum beat to something to me is different than, oh, I'm going to write a guitar part that accompanies your, sure, you know, yeah. because drums are just rhythm. So I mean, to me, it's, it yeah. is different somehow. I don't know. I, I'm not trying to discount it because I do. No, I know what you're saying. Though. You know, like, like, like a guitar like melody is like can be the catchiest part of the song. Sometimes the beat can be the catchiest part of the song. Too. Well, I mean, yeah. like, I, like I'm not trying to discount the beat no. and, and the drummer because I love being a drummer. And But there's, you know, there's melodic instruments for drummers too. And I think that, like, I guess in general, I would just want to encourage, you know, because, like, uh, I also want to play keyboard, bass, guitar yeah. on, on a basic level. And I would like to, you know, be able to eventually do kind of what you're talking about of, like, layering things on top of each other. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I mean, if you can do all this, you can easily do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, there's, you know, if you can, yeah, they, you know, I'll make it happen eventually. But um, like I said, that's good to hear just because I like to know that, you know, people are, I guess, trying to put their own uh, personality into something. For Be sure, yeah. Because like, like uh, for a long time, I, I did, I did like acting. And that a lot of times feels very much so like you're just, well, I'm just taking someone else's words and you're not like sure, creating yeah. a whole lot. Yeah, you're kind of yeah. like, you know, um, I mean, it's not the same way, but uh, actually being able to, you know, write your own music or, you know, just have something that is yours. It yeah. is, it's a different feeling. It feels good. Yeah. Uh, I also think like being creative is like a muscle that you like can work. And like, if I stay on top of like, like making a new demo or whatever by myself then when it comes to a new world's greatest ad song you hear it and be like i think we should do this and like play the guitar part and like yeah hopefully it'll work out you know what i mean yeah um but yeah. it sounds like you uh like me thrive in a collaborative environment yeah um otherwise i just don't get anything done <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, like when you work with someone else there's like a little more pressure to be like okay we we have this time together let's get it done you yeah know what i mean no i totally get it yeah, yeah. cool um well, honestly, I think uh, we can probably wrap it up around here because, sure. uh, like I said, I'd love to have you back on at some point, you yeah. know, but I think this has been a really nice introduction into, you know, your background. Are there any other things you wanted to cover maybe before uh, we... I just, I didn't mention at the start, but we do already have an album and an EP out. We released it like a few years ago. Get Well <laughs> Soon is the album. Please check it out if you don't know it. Um, still very proud of that work. Yeah. That's really the only other thing. Awesome. Um, well, uh, do you want to do any last promotions or anything like that? Um, I mean, just to tag it again, I mean, I might say right here, follow us on uh, uh, yeah, on yeah. Instagram at PsychoActivision and, uh, you know, go to YouTube, follow us on there, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, PsychoActivision Presents, Keegan Crow. And you can follow me on Instagram at Keegan Crow, K-E-G-A-N-K-R-O. Uh, follow World's Greatest Dad at WGD Band on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we'll be more active on there this coming months uh, when we release the record. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was really fun, fun to have you. Thanks, yeah. dude. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.